to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 354 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to another week of randomness, technology and life, and maybe frozen, te- uh, frozen communication. <laughs> yeah 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 uh we'll see how that goes because it should be, be fine it'd be fine it, it should be good at this time in the morning there's not that many people online at 7 30 in the morning right in theory in theory uh cool hey um before we get started because i haven't even written this down but i just was looking at it before uh before we jumped on so I, i'm gonna say something about it well it's fresh in my mind do you know julian so at all have you ever heard of him no I know him from the gym originally, but he um, he's a he's the CEO of Virtual CFO, uh, or the company director of his Virtual CFO. So he, he he works in that startup space. Okay. He he um, has a, a a company that does virtual chief financial officer for smaller companies that can't afford to have a chief financial officer. So it's okay. like an accounting type. Guy. Yeah, I was going to say it's like an accounting sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, national. This is a post. I'll, I'll just read out what he says here. National Business Review published an article today, which I couldn't get into because I need to have a subscription. Get over yourselves. You get a plugin um, that uh, goes through paywalls. Work that out if you're in tech. Should be easy. Oh, okay. Well, you might have to help me with that one. Um, we're talking about something they've been working on uh, for the past year. Rukura. Uh, Technologies Limited, which I am one of the co-founders and directors. In conjunction with the University of Waikato, we've developed a panel of COVID antigens for dairy cows and sheep, immunized a herd of dairy sheep, and proved that there was a high level of antibodies in the sheep milk, Mm. which are very uh, effective at neutralizing the COVID virus. We're now seeking investors and dairy industry partners to help us progress to our next step to create a pilot-scale production. I, I just think it was really cool and that it's happening locally here in town type thing. It's that's really cool. It's interesting, but I think like people, some people won't like that if you're putting it into food or drink as opposed to a medicine. Like that's another layer of something you might not want potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean, but it's not like that adding it to a, so that, yeah, I see what you mean. What's but the it's end- the animals what- animals creating their own antigens, as far as I understand. Oh, it. I Although see. I might be wrong. No, I think you're probably right. I think that immunizing just- the herd and then... But yeah, I mean, it's not like it's in... You know, people don't go around drinking sheep's milk at the best of times, so, you know. Not that I know of. <laughs> oh, um, there's been a lot of uh, talk about this uh, new um, Tokyo coming up milked. Have you seen anything about that? No, what's it about? Uh, dairy it's, industry it, it's about the yeah the the a negative look of the dairy industry a little bit like the cowspiracy it's coming out very shortly it's in the new um film festival coming out shortly new zealand film festival or whatever is it is it new zealand based it's a new zealand guy and it's done by him and james cameron's wife of course we yeah. all know her well so yeah, well, well i wouldn't have I can't remember her name i think it's susan but um but i know that james cameron and, and her are vegan and so, and they're quite invested in that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it, they had it on the project the other day. I'd already heard of it from Dr. Bosworth, 
um, Rosie, that yeah. you you remember from um, TEDx. She spoke at TEDx with her a while back. So I think it sounds really cool, but people have gone really overboard about it because one of the things in the they had an interview with the the um, the producer. I've forgotten his name, uh, Maori guy. He he grew up on a dairy farm, and then he realised, hang on, this is really bad. Oh, he got his own farm yeah. uh, when he was older, and then he realised it was really bad for the land, and he just changed it from a dairy farm to you know whatever growing crops or something. Um, and and then he's done this this doco. He sort of said, this is just to raise the conversation because all this uh, alternative meats and milks and all that sort of thing is, is going to happen. And the dairy industry needs to be thinking about it and talking about it. And um, But, you know, they've got death threats and bullets in the mail and stuff like that. So, you know. Oh, you're, you're upsetting but, people's I mean, livelihoods. I haven't, I haven't bought milk to drink or to put in the fridge for, I don't know how many years now, five or six years, probably more. Um, but I now am buying oat milk. Yeah, because it's so good. Um, yeah. Anyway, what do you what do you reckon? Anything? Uh, you, they can you could you could prove all the facts in the world and say dairy is the worst thing in the world. It's causing all sorts of problems, but it's not going to change the fact that all these people are into you know in debt to their eyeballs, um, doing this stuff in New Zealand, and it's great. But you hear, uh, I think it's happened during COVID as well. So many people leave their corporate jobs and become a dairy farmer because it's such a great life because they, they, they're home with the family. Like they go out early in the morning, they go out at night and then during the day, they're sort of just stuffing around. So yeah, lifestyle wise, I think it's pretty good. I don't know. But then there was that guy that had, that what, what, what would be the difference between that and say an orchard? I mean, what I'm saying is any agricultural job would be somewhat similar to that. Possibly, but I think it's. I think the dream is you own your own farm and then you set your own hours and your own milking schedule. Yeah, possibly, but I mean, it just depends on um, how how you think about things. Like some of these farms are pretty good with the riparian strips uh, planting and all that sort of stuff to offset what the cows are up to. Others are just sort of like, well, you know. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to get Pamela's uh, take on the, the um, doco because <laughs> she's uh, obviously right. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Actually. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, cool. Anyway, moving on. That was not even on my, my how, board, really. But yeah. How'd your, how'd your workshop thing go? You started your um, workshop. Yeah, so we did our first week last week. It went really well. We actually got through more than I expected. Oh. And I made a change that um, uh, I didn't mention to you, but I ended up creating a board in Trello with each of them and yeah. using that to put everything together mainly because you can move cards around and I worked out a process to do that and it didn't make much sense day one but day two it all came together and yeah got really good feedback like oh this is so much easier so much easier to do so that was really cool um so this week uh, so that's um Monday and Tuesday this week we're going to be working far more on how to tell the story, telling the story uh, or, or the little stories. And we're going to work specifically, obviously, on the open and close, which are the most important parts. And we're getting the emotional journey in there. But basically, last week, we, we created the logical journey in the um, Trello. And then they've had the week to do a little more homework on that. So, yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. they, they quite like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got really good feedback so far. So, we'll see how we go for this week. But, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty pleased with it. Pretty pleased. Excellent. Get some more people uh, hooked up. That'd be good. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I had people come in to pick up pumpkin seedlings last week. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Uh, so I had a whole system worked out and they could book a time every 15 minutes. Somebody could turn up, which was fine. And it, it was a short week last week. So we had, it was Monday off. Monday was a holiday. And um, these people started turning up like a day earlier than I expected, which was weird. And also it was some people we know. They were the first people that turned up. And I was like, are you supposed to be here tomorrow? And they're like, nah, we're supposed to be here right now. And I hadn't set anything up and it was pouring with rain. And I was like, oh, okay. And then two more people turned up who were supposed to come the (laughs) following day. And then I'm looking at the setup and the email I get was telling me tomorrow. And I was like, this, I'm, I'm sure it's not wrong. And if it was a short week, I'd expect everybody to turn up a day late. Yeah. But anyway, the next day, everybody else that was supposed to turn up that day turned up exactly on the right day exactly at the right time so i think the first three people just turned up a day early anyway. that's, yeah, that's too coincidental like that's what know, i was thinking yeah one one person sure mm. okay fine but the emails three? was giving me the right time and date for me and they got a copy apparently what, what, were, what were you using uh, a wordpress plugin that would oh, yeah. do uh calendar scheduling and email everyone at the same time it was pretty good oh okay Cool. Um, yeah, you could block out what times you're available so they could only book times that uh, worked for me. Cool, cool. Oh, that's cool. Hey, um, I tell you, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole on the internet the other week. Uh, not last week, the week before, really. Oh, no, but... you've converted to something, haven't you? <sighs> and it's Carl's fault. Carl, bloody Hartley. God damn it. A lush monster. So he said, um, he, he messaged me in a telegram group where, and he goes, oh, this is, um, I've gone down this rabbit hole. And so um, I had a look at it and it was the Polyphia music video, GOAT, G-O-A-T. I've got the link in there so you can have a watch of it later um, and we'll put it in the show notes so people can watch it. But it's a, it's a what do you call it? Um, I guess a heavy metal band-ish. Yeah something like that and it's quite a very clever riff and stuff in there um it's 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 a good little video i like the video actually first of all but then i ended up watching all these videos so the guy one of the guys tim in the band he does these videos all the time and he goes this is how i create riffs and this is how i put the music together and this is how i do just a really cool guy and so i ended up watching all this and somehow it led to the charismatic voice. And this is the reason I'm mentioning it because I've now got hooked on Elizabeth Zaroff from the, the charismatic voice. The, the videos are roughly about 20 minutes long, each of them. She's a, a trained opera singer. She does uh, and voice coach and she listens to uh, different singers that they're all yeah. um, suggested to her by her community or followers or whatever. She has Patreon. She's doing, doing pretty well by the looks of it. And she puts her headphones on and listens to it and you see the little inset video of the whatever she's watching and you can hear it and she just keeps stopping in the middle of it. And she's great. (laughs) I'm learning so much more about how to appreciate music. She does a course on music appreciation. But um, if you, I've got the link in there of her listening to Disturbs Sound of of Silence um, because she hadn't heard it before. And that's, that's the whole gig. She, they, they, get her to listen to things she hasn't heard before and she goes really deep into it but the thing that that gets me is her she is so expressive you see her face and every bit of surprise or you know it's just written on her face i 
yeah, I've just got into the habit of now watching one or two of those before I go to bed um, or whatever. That's great. Uh, it's good though, isn't it? Like people are making all this content, all different stuff, uh, and you don't know yeah, it's out it, there until you find it. Exactly. And, and I've seen a few of these people that are doing the same thing as her. I think she's probably the best of the ones I've seen. But it, it's fascinating. And, and I thought that was interesting because I decided I'd think thought I might do I had been thinking about it for a while but I didn't know how the format might work but I might be steal a few things from her because um, I was thinking about getting some of the TEDx talks and and breaking them down yes um in my own way um but yeah so I recommend you have a listen to those uh watch those videos um those links will be in the show notes um but yeah really cool really cool that's a good idea so Facebook finally announced what they're up to I think we sort of mentioned it last week. Yeah. Uh, Meta. Meta, they seem to have stolen, well, they've copied someone's logo pretty much, but that's all right. That's just a coincidence, I think, more than Facebook going out and finding this logo. But uh, it's all about the metaverse, and apparently it's it's the whole, their, their demo was like of nothing. The images were just what they think things would be like, and people, some people took that literally, some people didn't. Did you see that when he was talking in his, I'm assuming, fake room, fake house, fake everything, that whoever dressed the set must have put, I don't know what actually happened, but on his bookshelf, he had a barbecue sauce bottle as a book stopper. Like yeah, a- yeah. I saw that was pointed out somewhere. And I'm like, okay. I Honestly, I could believe that is. <laughs> no, I, I don't reckon he has anything. I reckon they were like, we've got to make it look like you're <laughs> he real. He lives in a white cube. Yeah. <laughs> With a plug in the wall where he plugs his, his, his batteries into recharge. <laughs> I, yeah, I, Zuckerberg I still, is the original Tesla. <laughs> he's my number one pick if somebody comes out and says I'm actually a robot. <laughs> or an alien. Uh, oh, an alien too. He's just got human skin stretched over him. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. Um, speaking of um, aliens and weirdos, uh, this is a quote, right? And there's so many things in this quote. I I wrote it out. I listened to the video recording three times to write this out. I haven't got it verbatim because it was a little bit um, even too screwy to make sense. And this is a slightly better. I'm going to read this out. General Patton is the grandson of Abraham Lincoln, the son of William Wallace Lincoln. He had a brother who was Benito Mussolini. Mussolini was the son of Thomas Tad Lincoln. The guy doesn't know how brothers work, but anyway. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he means cousin then, but anyway, anyway. Joseph Kennedy is the older brother of John F. Kennedy. He didn't die in World War II. He went into hiding. Joseph Kennedy had a son, General Michael Flynn, first cousins to John John and his siblings too. I don't know who John John is, unless that means John F. Kennedy. Yeah, I think so. Trump is the biological son of General Patton. So he's a first cousin to John John and the Kennedys. It's all about the bloodline. It's all about the bloodline. <laughs> Makes complete sense. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I want to see that family tree drawing. <laughs> I'm like, and these guys are serious. This was a video um, that was taken off, um, I think, Telegram, because that's where they're all at now. The, the, all these nut jobs are on, on Telegram. Yeah, yeah. And this was could, the yeah. QAnon thing. It's a subculture that wanted, you know, because they did that. You heard about it, eh? They all went to see John F. Kennedy, uh, Joseph Kennedy, 
announce himself? Uh, no. At the, oh, okay. So a subgroup within QAnon believes that this whole Joseph Kennedy thing. And Q's come out and gone, this is all bullshit. But anyway, a bunch of them believe it. On the whatever anniversary of J.F. Kennedy's shooting at the place he got shot, several hundred people turned up in Dallas, Texas. Yes. So count down the seconds for Joseph Kennedy's return, despite the fact he's been dead for, you know, however many years, and there was somebody else, and they're all waiting for him to come out. And this is sort of the background to that. Surprisingly, he didn't turn up. But, oh, got know. it. He, he didn't get the memo. But yeah, there were literally hundreds of people there. Like crazy, crazy, crazy. Another cra- uh, something else that's unrelated but crazy. If you're uh, a man, this man in Brazil um, decided to escape some bees. He jumped in a lake and then got uh, killed by piranhas, of all things. So, really? That, yeah. sounds, that sounds very fishy. <laughs> oh, uh, no. He, they pulled him out and he was dead, and they're not sure exactly if the attack came before or after he died but he was mangled a bit and um piranha attacks are really rare so growing up you obviously always were aware of quicksand because that apparently was going to be a a big problem in the adult world yeah 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 and piranhas i mean it was like the piranhas that was the two yeah Uh, it was like flora's lava every time you came across a screen stream it was like don't let the piranhas get you Um, yeah yeah but the fact is, piranhas don't usually kill living creatures. No tissue. No, no, that's right. So, um, so if he would, if he had died for, somehow, um, or even got knocked unconscious, I could believe they'd, they'd start. Yeah, them. yeah. He probably, he, to be honest, he probably got stung by bees. Probably died from that. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> he, he might be a little allergic like me, and then yeah, had a. Did you? I don't have this in the show notes, but did you follow any of the? Um, them finding that abducted girl in Australia, Cleo? Um, I, I didn't follow it, but I heard a bunch of it. I, I had the news on in the background a couple of times. So, yeah. Um, Did you see the weirdo guy and his fascination with dolls? No, no, I didn't see anything about that. So they found her 18 days after she got taken. Yeah, and, and, and they found her in his place, right? And yeah. She was and on he, her own and, and locked and, up. And, yeah, playing with dolls because he has a whole room full of dolls. Okay, and I didn't then, know and that. Then, and then he has videos on social media of him with like a holding a doll while he's driving, going, I'm going to take my dolls for a drive. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but one of the, 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 they said yesterday, they can't talk too much about it, but they seem to be telling you everything about this case at the same time. Um, yeah. I, Cause yeah. they're a bit excited, I think, because of such a great outcome, but where they camped, which is called something, something blowhole. It's in the middle of nowhere, but for whatever reason, since 2018, they've put up all these cell phone towers out there. So this place has better reception than where they actually live. (laughs) But because of that, and because of the data that phones ping to and from cell phone towers, they could work out who was in the area. Uh, That coupled with a tip-off and coupled with them sort of knowing about this guy in some context, they didn't say what, they sort of were narrowing in on his house while they got told to go check out that house at the same time. So it sounds, and I might be wrong, but it sounds like he's more of a, an innocent brain case than a really scary. Maybe. I don't know. Like he apparently went a bit nuts at the, uh, his initial court thing because all the media was there and he goes, what are the media doing here? Like freaked out about that. 
anyway, yeah. I'm sure it'll all come out, but a uh, good outcome. Yeah, uh, no, no. Because she seems, because I saw a couple of clips of her um, since she's got back, and she seems normal. So it seems like the happiest child in the real, world. Yeah, she didn't go through too much of a traumatic thing, considering it was 18 days away from your, your family at that point is quite a long time. Yeah, uh, so good on them. And they said that because of previous cases where the police have been a bit lackluster in the past, um, they threw so many resources at this that uh, that probably helped. Yeah, because, you know, um, America, uh, America, Australia doesn't really care about your kids normally. Hey, um, speaking of kids and normal things, have you heard the, um, uh, what was it called? Let me, Operation Mandel Organized Retail Theft. Uh, no. <laughs> That's literally what they called it. Operation Good. Mandel Organized Retail Theft. Good. Because Lego sets being inspired by the Star Wars series, the Mandalorian, were frequently oh. being stolen. And so um, it's a Lego trafficking operation was broken oh, up. I bet. Um, oh, in Seattle. Good. And so this um, this guy, um, there must have been something in the local news. And somebody went into a store and said, hey, these are these things that the cops kept talking about. So they um, called the cops and the cops went in. Yeah. And um, police say their October sting operation, which involved a plainclothes detective selling marked merchandise to Brady, revealed that the shop owner allegedly knew he was buying stolen goods to resell. And they um, accused him of stealing $10,000 worth of um, freaking Lego bricks. There's a picture here of some of the recovered stuff. I I would have thought it was more than $10,000. Well, that'd be 10,000 US for starters. Oh, yeah, true. true. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah. Have you seen, I've got it in the link here, you should check it out. Uh, there was like a little ad uh, that they created in Australia on a TV show. You've heard of the Gruen Project, eh? No. Oh, so the Gruen Project is a TV show and they talk about advertising. It's interesting. It's for like just advertising in general, but yeah, they, they give the creatives a pitch and they've only just started doing it. And they said, look, you got to create a campaign to win over vaccine, uh, vaccine hesitant people. So there's a little clip and this uh, guy's like having an anaphylactic shock on the ground. And she's trying to get the EpiPen. He's like, no, no, no. What, what's in it? She's like, what? He goes, no, 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 no. Tell, tell me what's in it. What, what about the Europeans? What do they reckon? And, the, and then right at the end, he says, oh, but what about Joe Rogan? What was Joe Rogan reckon? And anyway, <laughs> so apparently Joe Rogan's seen it. Uh, I don't know what he exactly said about it, but he didn't understand what it was. Like, I think he thought they were taking the piss out of him. They are a little bit, but they made this actual ad. Uh, and they've done quite, there's a list somewhere of some of the other ads they've done. Um, I think it does sound a little familiar now that you've explained what Gruen is, because I think I've seen something like that a while back. Yeah, I think you'll recognize that the, if you ever see the show, there's like a guy that hosts it sort of, and um, they pop up every now and then. Oh, that's cool. I'll definitely watch that later on. That looks, sounds interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, hey, I, I, I meant to mention this the other day, and I, I, I'm going to mention it briefly because, you know, we don't get enough Trump news. Um, <laughs> no, Trump, Trump's got himself in more trouble with the Westchester Golf Club. And it just blows my mind how, um, I don't want to say stupid, although he is stupid, but how 
maybe arrogance the word he is. Yeah. So they um, here's a, a golf club in Westchester, New York, um, which I think is a sort of a, a almost a rural part of New York. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, not yeah. like yeah, built up New York, and um, they have a you know a local municipality how they do things over there, and all the local taxes or you know, it, like any council thing, really, property tax goes to your local council and they build infrastructure. And in their case, they they pay for education and stuff like that. So anyway, his property was valued at $15 million. That's what the local property assessor assessed yeah. the value of this golf course, uh, $15 million. Yes. And he went nuts and he said, no, 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 no. It's only 1.4 million. That's all it, it's valued at. That's all it's valued at. So he, um, you know, he disputed it and, and paid only the tax on 1.4 million instead Wait. of 15 million. Yeah. And then this, at the same time, he had to do a disclosure of his um, assets um, for, I think it was either while he was, uh, before he was president or while he was president. It was early on, you know, a few years ago anyway. At the same time, he, he listed the value of that property for $50 because that's what he's worth. That, that, that property he valued it at $50 million. So 5 <laughs> So the original valuation by somebody else was fifteen one five. He said, no, not even 10% of that is too much. And dropped it down because he had to pay tax on it. But when he's talking about how much his his personal valuation is, he's saying five zero. It's it's definitely worth five zero. And I mean, it, they've got the, all the they got all the paperwork. They've got the paper trap. So if that's not absolute tax fraud, I I don't know what is. Yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> You've got something here about sitting in a waiting room. Oh, so I just. If the healthcare system was set up here in New Zealand is the same as America, uh, I think it's fair to say uh, we'd probably be broke as uh, and have no money and might not be going to the hospital at all. I don't know. Do you think that'd be the case for you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'd be in medical debt. Uh, So this woman in Atlanta went to the emergency room. She didn't receive any treatment. She was there for a head injury, apparently. Uh, she sat there for hours, seven hours in total. Nobody took her vitals. Nobody called her name. She wasn't seen at all. And then um, she uh, typed in her social security number, I guess. And then she got a $700 fee for waiting. Well, what happened in the end? Did she just walk out? Yeah, sorry. She just walked out. Yeah, yeah. She walked out because she couldn't be bothered waiting anymore. It's, it was an emergency room visit fee or a facility fee. Um, and that's uh, what you have to pay. Honestly, America's freaking nuts. So I I might have told you this story before. So a guy I worked with, he was um, my boss. I can't even remember his name now. This is so long ago. Um, It was mid-90s, right? And um, he got, and, and a few years before that, he'd got onto the professional golf tour. In, oh, right. in the US. So he went through, uh, he's quite a big guy, and he had a, a really crap um, day. Like he, he was hitting bad, whatever they yeah. do with golf, right? And so he goes into the bathroom and he's so pissed off with himself. He looks himself in the mirror and punches the mirror, <laughs> smashes the mirror and cuts his hand, which is just 
a dumb thing to do, right? Hastings yeah, yeah, yeah. dumb. Of course. And um, the um, the Americans rally around him like, oh, no, 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 we'll have to take you to emergency. And he's like, oh, it's just a scratch. Just ignore it. I'm just an idiot. Oh, no, no, no. And they take him to emergency. And it's all covered by insurance because, you know, you have to be insured up the wazoo to be in, in the golf tournament anyway yeah, or yeah. whatever. So he, he gets there and he's waiting while they're filling out paperwork and he's hardly waiting at all. But as he, I forget how he said it. I think it was like, as he's coming in the door, there's this guy who has no money, obviously. Yeah. And he's got a compound fracture on his leg so that I think I could see the bone coming out of his leg was what he was saying. And um, he goes, oh no, he can go first. Uh, don't, it's not my turn. It's his turn. And the guys go, he's got no money. And like, they just grabbed him and and did all this thing. Cause he, he, yeah, he's bleeding knuckles. He like he he wasn't really hurt, but this guy with the compound fracture. Oh, well, that, if if we got time, we'll look at it later. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 mercenary. It's terrible. Hey, have you seen this? Um, the the cheapest house in New Zealand, two bedroom home, listed for just eighty nine thousand. It sounds like a bargain. It looks like a, a bit of work. <laughs> Put it that way. Um, mm. 29 Wilson Street, Waverley, South Taranaki. Asking oh, yeah, for inquiries over 89,000. Probably, uh, probably go for 200 or something stupid. The property was last sold in 1981 for 12,000. Oh, man, that's a good, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, um, it, it is pretty rough. There's some photos there, this is some stuff. But oh my God, you know, I don't know how. So the median house sale price in Waverley was 220000 in September 2020. So, yeah, uh, you're right about the 200000 Pretty um, crazy. Uh, yeah, there's interesting comments here. Some are saying, like, nah, just demolish the whole thing. Some people are like, mm, you could probably do a bit to it with the, the body that's already there. No, nah, you'd, have, you'd have to demolish that. It looks really beaten up. I mean, yeah we're so screwed in this country with these uh, the housing thing at the moment. Like, they really do need to knock down a whole bunch of houses and just put up blocks of apartments. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They, they're starting to do that. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So um, anything new coming up or getting ready for... Oh, I, um, I'm waiting to hear back. Oh, I missed the deadline for funding application for the Pumpkin Carnival. Oh, no. On the download, but I sent them a message and they were like, oh, yeah, we wondered why you hadn't applied. Don't worry. Here you go. And they let me uh, do it like three days later uh, <laughs> on the Monday, which is good. I thought it was closing on the last day of October, but it was the last Friday. And then whatever day it was, I thought it was midnight, but it was actually 6 p.m. And I was looking at it at 7 p.m. And I was like, oh, this isn't working. Anyway, that's all sorted. I'm just waiting to hear back how much we actually get and then go from cool. there. The lady from the place is going to pray for us, though, that our event can go ahead. So she's <laughs> the most re- she's the most religious person I think I've met in real life. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. God. She she said, "Oh, I really wish your event was on a Saturday because then I could come because church is on Sunday, which I knew about." But this time, she said she was going to pray for us on the phone. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I'm... yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I, it's my birthday this month. That's about the only thing of interest. Um, Big plans. I, I decided not to drink any alcohol this month. So so far, so good. Oh, nice. um, I just 
yeah, needed to have a bit of a break on that. So, um, and, and <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I mean, it's discreet, you know. <laughs> there is that. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, everything's going right. And I've got a, yeah, I've got a couple of other gigs looking to come up. So that'll be quite good. And we'll see, nice. see what happens with those. Okay. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.